you're listening to the Locked In Podcast. Here's your host, Algernon Cash. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. Welcome back. Another great episode for us. Got Amber Lachey that's going to be with us tonight. Um, National recording artist, model, coach, you name it. She's going to be talking to you a little bit about what's going on with parenting and holiday season. And she's got a big announcement that she's going to make about a show that we're working on. But before I get into that, you know, I always like to tell you, um, highlight the folks that are supporting us. It is the holiday season. This is typically a time that so many of us are with our families and trying to enjoy, encourage the holiday spirit and so forth. I know this is a weird time of the year for 2020 because of COVID, and so many people are not able to to be directly with their families. I know even myself, we were planning a uh, chicken and waffle brunch for this upcoming Sunday that we've had to cancel because we just want to make sure that we are really being safe and not exposing our families to to anything that would harm them. And and so um, I want to tell you a little bit about my sponsor for tonight. My sponsor for this show is JNS Cafeteria, which is located at 5835 Samet Drive in High Point. And if you are trying to make sure you entertain your family this holiday season, but you don't want to do the cooking, who wants to be in the kitchen, right? You want to be like in the living room, you want to be hanging out with your family. If you come to my family's house, we're always hanging out in the living room. We're watching movies, playing spades, laughing, telling jokes, just having a good time. So nobody wants to deal with the kitchen. You don't want to cook. You don't want to have to clean up. You don't want to have to do any of that. And so you want to go to JNS Cafeteria. They've got holiday meals to take care of you and your family. So let them do the cooking. 5835 Samet Drive in High Point. But you got to tell them now when you call them, you got to say, hey, I'm a friend of Algernon. When you say I'm a friend of Algernon, that means they're going to take care of you. So make sure you go check out JNS Cafeteria in High Point. They are supporting not only um, this episode, but the show at large. So tonight I'm going to introduce you to a really good friend of mine, um, someone I've known for, I guess, maybe like well, well over a decade here. She's done so many incredible things and she's working on some new things. And we're going to talk about that tonight. You know, just thought that I, I know my audience, we, we talk so much about news and politics and business and the economy and all this serious stuff, right? But it's the holiday season. So let's not be so serious. You know what I mean? Let's talk about something fun. And so I've got Amber Lachey with me tonight. She's locking in and um, we're going to talk about some of the cool things that she's got going on in her world. So, all right, you're locked in. I'm locked in. Amber's locked in. Amber, how's it going? Welcome to the show. I, it's going good. It's going good. I, I got this from you. If I, if I can complain, I won't. <laughs> I'm probably doing better than I should. <laughs> but I'm doing good. Things are really good. Well, he, here's the thing, and you're a veteran. You're you you're you know this is you're, you you've done this so many times, but um, yeah, you know you can complain, but not many people are going to listen. As has, <laughs> has been my experience. So um, so yeah. you, you know it's it's a bit of a waste of time. I, you know, people always ask me. They say, Alshon, how are you doing? I, I, that's like you know that's like a casual thing that people say. How are you doing? I always say that I'm better than I deserve, and that, you know people say, well, what does that mean? And my grandfather was someone who actually put me on that so many years ago. And, and he, he used to always say, Algernon, things could be so much worse than what yeah. they are. And, um, and I, I think this is a year where it feels like God has um, gotten everybody's attention. Yeah. And um, he, he's dealing with a lot of people. He's in everybody's backyard right now. 
And, um, and so many things could be so much worse than what they are. And, um, you know, here we are, we're alive. Um, it's Christmas season. We're having a good time. And, and so we, we need to remember that I, you know, I'm probably one of your biggest fans. I've known you for a very long time. I'm, I'm on your Instagram page. I'm in your stories. I'm, I'm, I'm all there. And I, I see that you're having a great time in Louisiana. Um, you're not in Atlanta any longer. You're down in Louisiana. You're having a great time. Um, tell us a little bit about Amber. What's going on in Louisiana right now with COVID-19? Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty much like everywhere. Um, we are, we are, I feel like we're about to move back, um, into the beginning phases, um, where they're probably going to start shutting everything back down, keeping up, keeping us in the house. Um, I think the biggest and the the most drastic change that I've noticed um, because of COVID is the, the rhythm of the city. Louisiana is known for the party. Like you think of Louisiana and you think of the party. And I mean, down here, they party every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, and the party stopped. It just completely stopped. And it's just, it's this different vibration when you walk outside now. Um, and it just feels weird. It, it really feels weird. And I imagine, you know, it, it's got a, it's got people, you know, a little depressed. Like I, I can't lie because who doesn't want to party every day? <laughs> so um, you can definitely, you can definitely see and feel the effects of COVID uh, right now in, in Louisiana. So. Well, you, you've, um, yeah, last time I actually saw you in person, you were living in Atlanta, but you've relocated to Louisiana and you've, you've been down there for a little while. Um, you know, typically that's the place that everybody likes to flock to for, um, you know, the, the Mardi Gras and, and, and all that. So um, how was spring and summer down to Louisiana this this year? I mean, did you see a lot of the same tourists, you know, act activity that you would normally see or? No, because like I said, you know, everything, everything just came to a to a stop. Um, even with uh, even when we started, we had our parades. Um, but then we had so much going on with the parades that was outside of COVID because the parades were happening right before COVID kind of smacked us in the face. So people were out, people were enjoying the parades, but then things started happening and a lot of people were losing their lives, you know, because of the floats and just how many people were out there. Um, and so they actually stopped the parades early. Um, so a lot of the parades, um, they, they just stopped it all. And then right after that is when COVID kind of smacked us in the face. And so people say, you know, you know, cause they talk about all the voodoo and all that here in Louisiana. So they say like someone like gave us this bad voodoo around our parades. And then immediately after that, here comes COVID. So everyone in Louisiana is like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is not okay. <laughs> and so um, people came and people, you know, people, people were here right before COVID. But then, like I said, um, everything happened. And, you know, if you were on the streets or trying, you know, down on bourbon, they were out there and they were telling people, look, you either go home or we're going to slap you with this fine. You have to get off mm -hmm. of bourbon. You have the party's over, basically, is what they told us. Um, and so when that happened, it's just like it was like a ghost town, really. It was very eerie. It was it's very different. So I think you're right. You, you know, I'm, I'm I was living downtown Winston-Salem um, and not not that that's um, 
too too vibrant compared to Louisiana. <laughs> but um, you know, a little, little vibrant for our area. I was downtown yeah. Winston Salem, and um, I, I remember when COVID hit this year, and and just walking around downtown, and I even snapped some pictures and shared them here on Facebook, showing just just how um, much of a ghost town it was downtown. It just didn't. Even, it, it felt like a scene out of the. Yeah. walking dead or, or, or so yeah, I was waiting exactly. for a zombie to jump out and fight me or something but um it explains it perfectly yeah but um you, you know you when you and I met and I, I know you're still doing some recording but when you and I met you're were, you're were really heavy into the music business yeah. um yeah I want to start there you, you know um I know you've pivoted and you're doing some new things we're going to get to that but um I, I want to start there in the music business we you know we're watching so many um, black women right now that that are up and coming in the music business. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Megan, Meg, Meg the Stallion, but I hear a lot about her and Cardi B and all these uh, other um, African-American women who are making names for themselves in the music business. I know you were working with Redman at one time and um, had a lot of different things going on. Yeah. What's happening in the music business right now? I mean, there's a huge transformation. I, I feel like, you know, when I was, a, when I was growing up and I'm about to date myself, you you couldn't wait to to go to the the, the local uh, record place to get the CD and, and everything like that. But things are so much different now. Like I was listening to your music this past weekend. It's on Apple. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Tell us what's happening in the music business these days. Yeah, well, I I, I agree. There's there's been this huge shift. Um, there's been a huge shift in the way music is being produced. There's been a huge shift in the way that music is being distributed. Um, and as far as you know. African American women come kind of dominating, if you will. Um, there's definitely been a shift in that. More women um, are having their voices heard, and it's not just all about the guys. Um, and this is mainly geared towards, you know, hip hop uh, and R and B. But um, a lot of ladies are really winning right now. And uh, people people say Cardi B is really the one that kind of set the tone because before her, you know, it was Nicki Minaj, and that's all we had. We had Nicki Minaj. And it, it, was, it was Lil' Kim when I was growing up. Boxy yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, in, <laughs> and so Nicki Minaj, you know, she, not that she was the only one, it's just she was the only one that was successful in being the only one that we really knew about or was, you know, in the limelight, topping the charts, chart after chart. And so after her, it was like, okay, are we gonna have any other, you know, rappers, female rappers out there, you know, that we can kind of get behind? And and they were out there and they were independent and we didn't, you didn't hear about them mainstream though. It was just her. And then here comes Cardi B, loud, I'm Cardi B, eh. <laughs> and she completely like transformed the industry, I feel personally. Um, for the women that followed her. So you, so like Meg Thee Stallion, now there's Mulatto coming out um, and she's super dope. So it's just, you know, it, it's completely shifted. Um, and music in general has shifted. The topic around music has shifted. Um, it, it's really, it's a different vibration, um, especially in hip hop. Um, and I think that goes, goes along with everything that's going on in the world today. Um, now you you're you're not you're not so much hip hop. You're a little bit more R and B. Um, again, I encourage my audience to to just search your name on YouTube. Put in Amber Lachey. Um, there's an interesting Christmas cover that I think you, I, I think I literally listened to this Christmas 
on uh, Sunday maybe 30 times or something. I, I don't know. I just had it like on repeat, but it yeah. was re really, really good cover um, as well as your cover of Oh Holy Night. I, I would encourage people to go find that and look, look for that. Your own iTunes, you're, you're in some other places. I was even shocked the other night. I think I messaged you in off, offline. It was like, man, you're on Instagram. Like I found your, your music yeah. when I was going to do my story. So yeah. um, I, I would encourage people to go find that. But, you know, I've got a daughter and she's she's 17 years old and um to be honest with you i cringe a little bit when i listen hear her listening to you know meg the the, the stallion and um what was it city girls and um you know the the, the whole thing and um you, you know and you've got a daughter you know how, how do you how do you reconcile like how do you feel about the image that 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 some of these um artists are portraying and i, I want i want to say this before you answer I, I i've even had to check myself a little bit because i've been very on this horse about like hey you know meg the stallion and these artists and the image they they put out but then the other day i was listening to like an old song by foxy brown and little kim and i was like well you know what it might not have been too much better back in the 90s either but um i mean how do you reconcile that for your daughter yeah, listen, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I try to explain this to people all the time. When it comes to the message and the sexuality in the message today, back then, artists did it in such a subliminal way. And that's what made it sexy. They didn't put it all out there. They were talking about it, but you had to really like listen to be like, ooh, did she just, I know she's not talking about now it's just so in your face and there's no there's no secrecy there's no mystery there's none of that and so even with my daughter like my fiance will listen to make the stallion and it's like then i have my daughter and she just my daughter actually just recorded a song that she wrote she said oh wow yeah and she wrote it and it's the little rap it's cute you know, but when I went to go shoot her video, because she wanted to shoot a little video, when I went to shoot her video, you know, she does the ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, oh, stop doing that. Can you please just stop doing that? But it's so, you know, they've marketed that, Meg's team have marketed that to be her staple, and it's everywhere. It's on TikTok. It's when you're scrolling. It's on the TV, it's everywhere. And so all of the little girls are and all over the place. But and is that good? I mean, it, I, don't, it, I, I don't think. It's I don't good. like when my daughter does that. <laughs> I don't think it's good. See, I was super proud. I was like, oh my gosh, my baby wrote a song. She recorded it. Look at her little video. And I showed it to my friends and family, but something kept me from posting it. And you know, I, I'm quick to be like, let me post this because I know yeah. people are gonna love it. And it could possibly go viral because that's the world we live in today, right? And so, but something in me is like, don't post this video. And it's because she keeps sticking out her tongue and it drives me crazy. And so I, I, don't, I don't like the impression um, that the music today is, you know, how it's influencing our little girls, mine in particular. Um, and it's, it's becoming this like unavoidable thing too, because now the kids, like all they want to do is TikTok. They want to be TikTok yeah. fans. And so even if you try to censor it and like, you know, there's just no way to censor it because it's just available and it's just there. And like I said, it's in your face. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm quick to be like, uh-uh, turn it off. 
next next song change the stage <laughs> so i do that um but i know that just because of the way it's saturated in the industry and that sex has always sold but like i said it was a different way to do it back then and now it's just like okay if you go back and listen to some of these little kim and um uh foxy brown songs it it, it was pretty much it was there i mean it, it, it was, was it was I it was fairly blatant but but i still i just still feel like they did it differently i don't i just feel like they did it differently and, i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna tell you what i think was different um we, we we didn't you know in the 90s you you had the cd right so the only way to the only way to really hear the song was the cd yeah. and i i think what's so different now is the the advent of uh social media and, and sites like youtube and um, even, even some of the Apple iTunes stuff. And it's so easy now to share music and, yeah. um, it's so easy to, it's a lot easier to get that song and that message out there to the map. Now, granted, the artists may not be making as much money off the song as they did back in the nineties, because you had to go by this, you know, if you really like that one song that Lil' Kim did, you had to go by the whole album. Now I can go find it on YouTube. I can get, I can listen to it on Instagram. There's so many places that you can get it. And I, I think that's probably the biggest difference is that that social media has made this stuff far more available and, and widely available than it was back in the 90s. And so it's a little bit more in your face, too, to some degree. And to your point, you know, you say sex sells. Um, it, 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 you're, you're, you're right to some degree. I'm, I'm one of your big, big fans on, on Instagram. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you and, and kept up with you. Yeah. And, you know, one thing is I've watched as you've actually transitioned your, your business from just being a recording artist model to, to more trying to get into the coaching business. Yeah. It's like if you, if you post um, a picture of, of you and you're in the, the bathing suit standing on the beach and in 30 minutes, it's at uh, 300 likes and, and yeah. then you'll post something and you're like actually trying to help people and, 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 and you're like, you're, it's crickets. It's like, where, where is everybody? How, how do you, I mean, you've got 23,000 people following you on Instagram. How, how, do, how do you reconcile that? I mean, how, how, what does that make you feel like when you're, when you feel like, hey, I've always got to post something a little bit more seductive to get people to engage with it? You know, I, I to, to be honest, it's, it's discouraging. I'm not going to sit here and lie. It's discouraging. Um, but it's like, I understand the industry and I know what it is. Um, and so it's like, I try to find ways to still kind of tap into that, maybe with a visual, but then still have my message. And so I'm still, I'm navigating, trying to really get a grip on, okay, how can I maintain my followers that more so want to see me on the beach in the bathing suit, but how can I still talk to those people? And that's what me and you were talking about. Um, and so it, I'm, I'm. I'm figuring it out and it does, it gets, sometimes I'll post something if it's not like me slightly putting myself out there because I do it very slight, but it's like, if I don't do that and then no one really responds, like I'll get mad and I'll just delete my whole post. And I know I shouldn't do that because there, even if it's five likes, those five likes could, could potentially be people that I touch and get my message. And so it's like, I shouldn't worry about the likes, but coming from being an artist, and that's all it's, it's about the likes. It's about the engagement. You have to, you have to have all of that or people see you as a nobody. And so I'm well, having to transition. 
I, I'm I'm guilty. I'm a man. Um, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I want my audience to know. You know, my audience they listen to me on this show, and they they probably start to think that I'm I'm uh, you know I've transcended manhood, but I'm 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 still yeah. a man. And and so um, you, you, you know, the other day you you put up a, a picture, and uh, it it certainly caused me to stop scrolling. I I stopped. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting was that you said, okay, now that I have your attention, um, you know, here, here's your message. And it was actually a message tailored to, to men. So, you know, to, to talk a little bit about your coaching practice, I mean, you're, you're also trying to um, help men and women, not just men, but you're trying to help men and women to um, just, just live a more balanced life and, and help them figure out how do you start to attract the things into your life that you want most. So talk a little bit, a little bit about your coaching business and, um, how how that's working out? Yeah, it's it's going really well. Um, I'm still kind of getting my fit my feet wet, um, but it's it's been going really well. I've always been big on manifestation, um, and so I knew the power of manifestation when I manifested my daughter. And so um, for a long time, I thought I had the notion I just can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant. I don't know why, but I just can't get pregnant. It's not going to happen. And, you know, I had a mindset shift of, no, you can, you will, you can. And I made my vision board that year and I put a baby girl on my vision board. And then that following year, I was pregnant. And so I knew that I was having a little girl and I had already named her Gianna before I even went to my appointment to find out her gender. I mean, her wall, her nursery was painted and her name was on the wall before I found out that I was even having a girl. And so when I had her, it's like I knew who she was because I manifested her. And that's really when I knew that I could tap into that power. And so from there, I just started manifesting all kinds of things. One of them being an artist. You know, I, I say to myself, I'm a star, I'm an artist. I do music, this is what I do, this is what I love. And I look around and I'm in the same room as people like Red Man, not even in just in the room with him. We shot a whole video and did a song together. I'm in the room with people like Dr. Dre, Snoop. So it's like when you look around and you start to see these things, it's like, whoa, like I manifested this because I said that this is what I was going to do. And then I backed it with inten my intentional actions, um, even to... Um, being at the BET Awards. So one year I tweeted watching the BET Awards. I'm like, one day I'm gonna be on the other side of this TV. Now, I wasn't specific in saying I'll be on stage performing, which I should have been, but I didn't. But I was still there on the other side, like literally post production of the show. I'm like walking the seats and seeing all of the artists names like on the seats. And I'm like, I made it on the other side of the TV. Like I did. And so I've always been big on manifestation. So I thought, okay, how can I, how can I take that? And how can I help people? How can I teach people how to attract the things that they want in their life and the things that they desire? And I know the main source of that all comes down to mindset. It comes down to what you think, your thoughts, and then the actions that you put behind those thoughts. Um, and so I started my coaches, my coaching business, Love Simply Works. And when I first started, it was more so aligned with just romantic relationships. But then I started to see a bigger picture and I'm like, well, wait, 
this goes with every relationship in your life, romantic, family, friend, business. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and what the common, the core of it is mindset. And so that's when I did the shift for mindset coaching. And so that's what I've been doing um, for about a year and a half, two years now. Um, I've been I've been doing coaching and it's going really well. I've, I've helped a lot of people. Um, just recently, uh, some of my clients are, one of my clients just got Rick Ross for the cover of her magazine. So one day she called me and she's like, Amber, like when we, when we started her coaching plan, she wanted to expand her business. Um, she wanted to attract higher celebrity clientele. And she said, this is what I want. I said, okay, let's manifest it. And then I got the call maybe a month ago or maybe three weeks ago. And she's like, I got Rick Ross for the cover and he's on the cover. They did their interview. And so it's like, it's just really tapping into your superpower and we all have them. We just have to get our minds right. So, you know, I think you're, you're on to something. I, I did see your Instagram post about your friend that um, was able to track. What was the name of the magazine again? Or um, it's Lux Curves magazine. That's right. Lux Curves. Yeah. So I, I would encourage my audience, go check that out. Um, you know, certainly go follow um, Amber Lachey as well um, on, on, um, on Instagram and Facebook and, and the, the various platforms she's on. You know, when you talk about manifestation and you talk about speaking into things, um, you know, I'm a big, um, I, I study the power of affirmations and making sure you have, you know, affirmative statements at the, the central part of your life and that kind of thing. I, I will tell you though, um, and I agree with you, I, I do think that one gift that we've gotten from, that we received from God that we uh, don't always use is the power of imagination. Yeah. And it's one of those things like when you're really young and a kid and you, yeah. you know, you've got the imaginary friend, yeah. um, you've, you've really tapped into that. And, it, it, and it's a powerful gift simply because God hasn't really given any other animal the power to be, to have imagination. And so we have this ability to see things in our mind that have not actually happened yet. Yeah. And, and, and then you can almost bring those things into fruition. I just think as we get older, you know, we become adults and we get old and rusty. We don't use that imagination as well as we used it when we were maybe five or six years old. However, you know, I've talked to people about that before. I've talked to people about affirmations. They say, Algernon, you know, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm using my imagination. I'm, I'm saying my, my affirmations. I'm doing it. But it's not happening. Yeah. Um, so at some point, right, like, you, you, you know, faith without works is dead, right? So at some point, the affirmation has to be combined with work. How do you help your clients understand how to navigate through the actual work part of it? Yeah, I, I just, I basically just, you know, keep it, keep it simple for them. Um, at the end of the day, it has to be backed, like I said, by intentional actions. And I, I tell them, I say, look, so if someone follows you, on a day-to-day, if they were to just mirror you or, you know, watch your day-to-day, would they be able to see, like, would they, would your behaviors basically show them that you are trying to manifest this goal or that you are trying to achieve this goal? So if someone watches you day-to-day, are you taking the necessary steps to achieve that goal? Are you proactive in achieving that goal? Or are you just sitting there thinking that it's going to happen and fall in your lap? And so um, I really just, I, I stay on top of my clients. You know, I'm, I'm always checking in. Hey, you know, what are you working on? What did you do today to get you one step closer to that goal we talked about when we started your journey? Um, and 
I basically just instill in them that you have to put in the work. You just have to put in the work. That's just, that's just for anything. Anything you want to achieve, you have to back it with the work. Um, and, and you can. And I think, I think most people, when it comes to backing it with the work, I think they get stuck in becoming overwhelmed. And so I think the biggest part of that is prioritizing. And so I tell my clients, make sure you're prioritizing, make sure you're, you're writing down your many steps to achieve this big goal. You're not just going to do one thing and then boom, you've got it. You've got to break it down and you've got to work your way towards whatever it is you're trying to manifest. And you will, um, because as long as we think it, as long as we put the, the work behind it, it manifests. It, ha- it has no choice but to. Well, the, the fastest way to eat a one ton elephant is, you know, one bite at a time, you know, and, and, and so I, I try to remind, even in my consulting practice, I try to remind clients that, you know, you've got really big goals out there, but it, it's so important for you to, to list out what I call your next action steps, right? So that you're always taking action towards whatever it is that you're, you're trying to achieve. And, and I think so many people get frustrated because they say, well, you know, I'm thinking, thinking about the right things. I'm saying the right things. I'm believing in the right things. Yeah. Um, but, but if you're not getting out of the bed in the morning, um, you know, thinking, saying, and believing won't get you there. You're, you're going to have to, to walk in that direction. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more spiritual. And so I also believe that, you know, if you take one step, God will take two. Yeah. Um, and, and so you, you, but you can't take zero steps and think that God it's going to yep. walk all the way to you. You know, you know, you, you've got to show some, some interest. You know, I'm going to run out of time here soon. Things fly by here really quickly. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Talked about some of your presence on Instagram and some of the things you're doing. You talked about manifestation. I'm sure uh, you and I've talked about this offline. I'm sure a lot of the men that follow you, what they want to manifest is someone like you. They want to, they they're trying to figure out, how, hey, how do I manifest? How do I manifest Amber Lachey into in, into my life, right? And um, and, and so you you're you're working on a new project, and I want to say to my audience, full disclosure, you know, Wharton Glad, my company, you know, we've been doing a lot more in the in the communication space here this year, and we are working with Amber to to launch a podcast, um, that's going to be called Secret, um, yeah. Secrets with Amber Lachey. Um, so if you're looking to manifest not only someone like Amber into your life or you're ma- trying to manifest that new car or manifest whatever it is that you want to have in your life, there are certain secrets that you got to know to be able to do that. Amber, yeah. talk a little bit about your upcoming podcast and um, help my audience to, to know what to, to, to anticipate. Yeah, um, I've been super excited. Um, like you said, um, it's going to be it's going to be geared towards the men. Um, and basically, I hope. Um, to become a resource where you guys can basically kind of tell me your deepest desires and I can kind of give you the secrets to unlock those things and get the things you want um, out of life. Um, It's going to be centered around culture and mainstream events, but I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I think it's something that guys will really appreciate because who doesn't, who doesn't want to have a direct source to, okay, this is what I want. <laughs> so how can I get that? Well, being something that you want, let me tell you, I can tell you, it's not hard. You just got to do a couple of things. <laughs> and, and ladies, don't, don't, don't get mad. It's, it's not just for the men. She, yeah, she's going to do some stuff for the women too, but yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, it's because like I said, the core of it, all of it, whether you're a man, a woman, everything in between, it's your mindset. 
And so that's what it boils down to. So I will be giving people the secrets to tap into their mindset and really use it as a power and a tool to attract whatever it is in their lives. Um, I, you know, I keep going back to the men and I focus on the men because you guys, <laughs> when I post, <laughs> you guys are the ones that are, you know, more locked in and more tapped in um, to the things I've got going on. So I want to be able to use that to, to you know, be the best resource that I possibly can. Um, so I'm really looking forward to secrets. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, like I said. So, well, we're we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, we we've obviously launched this po- locked in podcast through through Wharton Gladden, and we've yeah. got the Eat Drink Triad podcast, which is basically a food review type type show that we put together that's actually doing pretty well. And we're working on some stuff with Brianna Connor at WXII Channel 12. She's got something coming here soon, and we're we're very excited about the idea of launching secrets and and the the, the tagline I've got it right here in front of me. Um, we all have a story we will never tell. Secrets. All right. So I I, hey, I can't I can't wait to the inaugural episode. Um, but but we're not there yet. So while I've got you locked in with my audience, yeah. I want you to tell us a secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, you, you, we got you on the spot. Tell, <laughs> we, we, before well, we run out of time, tell us a secret that um, that 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 you that you that you can share with us. Well, I don't know if many. I don't know if many. Probably not your followers would know this, so I guess I can share this. But I used to be a foot fetish model. <laughs> <laughs> So for a while, (laughs) I did foot fetish modeling, and it was a lot of fun. It really was, but that's a secret that most people don't know. (laughs) Well, so so did you have like the the special website for it where we could go see pictures of your feet and the the whole deal? Or didn't I didn't have? Well, I didn't get into the special website because I was able to literally do everything through my Instagram. I had a I had a whole nother Instagram. (laughs) That people don't oh even my know. All right. I, I, I got to get the, t- I, I want to see it. I, I'm going I'm to I'm message you. I want to see the tag for it. I, I, I got Now, now when you were working with Redman, I think the, the song the he was working on with you was about feet, right? Yeah. Or Yeah. yeah what it's was the name of the song? Or Fetish. It's called Fetish. And it's because he has a foot fetish, which it, it's not, a, I don't think it's a secret. I think people know that. But if you didn't know that, there's another secret. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Um, I'm a big Redman fan. I, I yeah, didn't, he has a foot I'm, fetish. Redman met the man. I'm a big fan. I did not know he had a foot fetish. But um, that. So, all right. So, so, so my audience, that's the preview. That's what you can. That's what you can get ready for. Secrets with Amber Lachey. It is coming very, very soon. We are hard at work at it. Um, we are here at Wharton Gladden, and what we're doing from our communication standpoint, we're so excited about it. So excited to get behind Amber. And um, we're, we're going to have Amber start coming on this show a little bit more regularly so that you all can continue to get to know her, learn more about her, learn more about the show that she's working on. And if you've got questions, you know, if you've got questions or thoughts or feedback, you can obviously um, make sure you tune in. We're going to make sure we get Amber back on here. Amber, for those that are listening, um, tell them all the ways they can connect with you, your Instagram and um, all, all those great things. Yeah, everything is pretty much the same across the board. I kept it simple um, so that anybody could find me anywhere. But it's basically I, Amber Lachey, and that's L-A-S-H-A-E. Um, on Facebook, it's just Amber Lachey. And again, it's L-A-S-H-A-E. Um, you guys follow me. You guys 
comment, like, slide in my DM, and we'll work it out. <laughs> she responds, all right? She's one of the... <laughs> as long as it's not, you know, some crazy... Yeah, don't get out of hand, but she, yeah, she, she's, I, she's I one that responds. I will be quick to ignore you. <laughs> and, but... and, get her, and get her last name right, L-A-S-H-A-E, because the, the other day I got it wrong and she... Yeah sent me a nasty message and corrected me like really fast so all right so you guys this this is another great episode of locked in we're so happy to have amber here locked in with us i appreciate you locking in with us as always again it's the holiday season i want you to do a couple things for me i want you to go find amber lachey on youtube Um, some really good christmas tunes that she covered that i think you would get a lot of enjoyment out of like i said this past sunday i was grilling out i'm drinking a little bit of bourbon not a lot just a little bit smoking my cigar but I had um, Amber going in the background on repeat. Um, so I probably can, I, I now know the words to this Christmas based on my Sunday experience, but go find her on YouTube. Check that out. Um, go follow Amber on Instagram. I am Amber Lachey. She's also available here on Facebook as well. We'll have her back on this show as well. And then of course, when we get a hard date for the um, launch of the podcast, which will be on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we'll have available on those platforms. We'll certainly let you know that as well. Um, and then go check out my YouTube channel. Go check out Locked In with Algernon Cash. We're putting up new content on a daily basis. Make sure you subscribe because that way you'll get like this little notification that lets you know when we've got something new coming up. And last but not least, because like I said, it is the holiday season. I've got a really cool show coming up for you on Friday. I'm going to be hanging out with Lauren Desai, who owns Aperture um, Cinema here in Winston-Salem. We're going to be listing the top 10 Christmas movies that you have to see this season. And so you don't want to miss that. I have Lauren locked in for that. And until next time, y'all, y'all stay locked in. The executive producer of the Locked In Podcast is Algernon Cash for WCG. The associate producer is Tim Beeman for Such and Such Media. The views and opinions in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and are not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting company. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of WGC.